I'm going to be reading Mark 4, verses 37 through 39. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep, on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. All right, thank you so much, Scott and Susan, and good morning, everyone. I'm going to go ahead. Thank you, honey. You were going to take this. Thank you. My wife and my armor bearer. Hey, Kira, thank you. Um, well, good morning. My name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors here, and I uh, have the pleasure of getting to, uh, get into, to welcome you and, and to open the Word of God together some this morning. Um, before you wonder, I was not in the children's choir. You might want to try to put me there. I keep my beard growing out just so, uh, so you know people don't try to put, put me in the wrong place. But again, I want to say welcome and Merry Christmas, as was said earlier. Um, we're here all throughout the year. If you are in Tucson uh, or you're not and you just come to town from time to time, we would love to um, welcome you, love to help you get to know our, our church and for us to get to know you and to come alongside you in any way. And so we have these, um, these boxes toward the back um, uh, of these center aisles. And there's a, like a connect card, as we say, and, and we would love for you to, again, fill that out. If you have any questions for us, you want us to get in touch with you, uh, you, can, you can definitely do that. We'd love to, to follow up with you. Um, as we said, we're going to spend a bit of time in Mark chapter 4 briefly, so I want to invite you to turn with me there. If you have a copy of God's Word, um, go ahead and turn there to Mark chapter 4. If you don't know where that is, it's in the New Testament, but let me just kind of put this out there. Uh, if, um, if you ever don't know where to find a book in the Bible, as I sometimes don't, you can go to the table of contents in the front and look around and find where to be. So anyway, we're in Mark chapter 4. If you don't have a copy of God's Word of a book Bible and you would like one, which I would encourage, would you hold your hand up and keep it up? And we will get you one, okay? I want to make sure everyone has a book Bible with them. And again, if you don't own one, let this be our gift to you, okay? So yeah, I see over here, just again, hold your hand up, keep it up. I can help in the process, and we'll get them there. So we see you there, and we'll get you a Bible. So right up here, Eric, kind of front right, and there we go. And I also just want to say now, before I pray, um, we know your kids are in here, and we are so glad about that. Okay, so let me just take any kind of anxiety you might be feeling. If, if a kid is going to cry or whatever, we know that's okay. We were all kids once, all right? We like to forget it, um, but, but we, we know we love our families. And so, in fact, kids, hi. You can say hi. Can you say hi back to me? Hi, kids. Thank you. Great job for those of you who are in the children's choir. That was incredible. Thank you. Let's thank those who put that on, too. All right. What a gift. Well, let me pray for us as we look at Mark 4 together. 
Again, Lord Jesus, we are praying to you. Um, I just want to acknowledge this is even strange as we think about a baby, a baby that's born, and then we now think ahead to, um, to, to a king on a throne and who we're currently praying to and who's hearing our prayers, that our world doesn't know what to do with that. And so we even pray now that through our time in the Bible, you help to make sense of what would otherwise be strange, what, what, what just it doesn't make sense, but also our lives need your insight. We need your input. We need you to speak into what it means to live and thrive as a human being because uh, we individually and corporately just make a mess of it time and time again. So will you help use this time, use this season, use this Christmas Eve morning to open our eyes, soften our hearts, to open our ears, to hear and respond to the good news of Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Jesus entered into a world of chaos. Right, we, we sing songs, we have beautiful lights and decorations. We just heard sung, right, Silent Night. It's, it's, we, we kind of have this idea of it's serene, it's peaceful, it's calm, it's quiet. And there's a place for that. In many ways, that idea that that silent night is to kind of acknowledge this obscurity that, that God himself chose to come crashing into hum, hum, human history in the, as, as a baby in, in an obscure town, and in, in a, in a, it seemingly was just a blip in kind of, you know, human history. Not much was going on. It wasn't this, this idea of like, oh, now it is, right? There were people sleeping. There were people not expecting it. But here he comes, crashing into the world. And if you are familiar at all with the story, there are these, these shepherds out, and they're just hanging out. And again, like shepherds would do, it's, they're just kind of watching the sheep. Maybe they're singing songs. Also, let me just acknowledge, they were not very popular in their day. Um, sh shepherds were people that you kind of ushered your kids away from. If they came into town, they were known to be kind of smelly and, and, and crass and just not very thoughtful of, you know, others, um, maybe like some of our families would be. And uh, that's just, you know, shepherds were kind of known that way. Well, they're hanging out there, and then all of a sudden, this angel appears, and they're terrified, and they want to, like, worship the angel, and the angel says, no, 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 don't worship, and also don't be afraid. Um, I bring you good news, the gospel. And then all of a sudden, like, the skies are peeled back. They're opened up, and these, these shepherds see these angels, this incredible worship scene, and they get a, gl uh, like a, a glimmer, a glance into what's actually happening, that Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, is like the most climactic event in all of human history. He's breaking into the world, and it's incredible. But again, from our view, it's just, just another day in, you know, 1 AD, right? Just, well, it actually, though, again, was, was actually a chaotic world. The Israel, where Jesus was born, was, was actually under slavery. It was, it was under the Roman Empire, and they could do whatever they wanted to Israel. And so Jesus is born into a poor family that's, that's essentially enslaved. 
and they're actually hated. They're looked down upon. The world is at war. There's poverty. There's so much brokenness. And that's the world that he came into. And so throughout the last couple of weeks, we've been walking through a brief series called Reconciled. I forgot to mention to you, I don't know why I forgot that. I have a stutter, so there it is. So just so you know, if you're new or you've never heard me preach, you're like, why is he getting stuck on certain words? Uh, normally R's and L's are the worst. But uh, anyway, there you go. I forgot to mention it earlier. So we've been walking through a series where God is reconciling all things, that Jesus came to bring a ministry of reconciliation, to reconcile people to himself, to reconcile people to ourselves, then to reconcile us to each other, and then to reconcile us to this chaotic creation, to the world in which we live. Jesus came bringing a ministry of reconciliation. And so we're going to look at this, again, perhaps obscure uh, passage in Mark chapter 4, where we see that this baby of Christmas is the only hope of this chaotic world that we live in. So with that, look with me in Mark chapter 4, verse 37. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. So this, this windstorm, this storm that happened, it's on the Sea of Galilee, which is actually like a giant lake. There it is, L's, right? I warned you. A giant lake. Jesus is on the Sea of Galilee, and uh, they're all, and this is actually a fairly common occurrence. They're on this boat, and they're fi- fishing, and they're going to go across to the other side, and all of a sudden, like this storm, and it's not a storm like what, you know, it, it rained here, here for about 24 hours, right? Any of us? Like, that's not very common for Tucson. We're like, this is, oh, I know what this is talking about. We just had that. No, that's not it at all, okay? This storm is like, it still happens to this day on the Sea of Galilee. It's like a hurricane, it's, it's because there's a high pressure and low pressure and where it's lo- located in the different temperatures that come there, these massive storms will come and, 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 and people will die and ships are capsized. And the author here, M- Mark, actually puts this in. In fact, earlier he said there were many boats also there with him. There were lots of boats. And this is an idea of like, again, we like to think in Christmas or just in church in general, like, oh, these are fairy tales. Like, oh, it's story time, right? Gather around and listen about this story kind of somewhere out there far, far away. And oh, that's Star Wars, right? But we kind of treat the Bible like that. We treat this Christmas story and this author all throughout it. There are names and dates and places and the idea is, no, this is real. Jesus entering into chaotic human history is real. And this incredible storm that happened is real. And then it goes on in verse 38, and he was in the stern, that's Jesus, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him And said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? So first, what is Jesus doing in this crazy storm? He's asleep. And one aspect to point out there is Jesus is human. Right? If you ever watch a movie about Jesus, there's there's a show out there right now called The 
chosen that's kind of a historic fi- fictional account, um, very much taken from the Bible, but it's not the Bible, so I'll just put that out there. But you watch J- Jesus. I think it's actually very well done. Well, others that are done like that, you watch, and Jesus never blinks. He's like the only person. Everyone else blinks, and Jesus is just this kind of like stoic figure. And this, this whole, this Christmas, right, we're looking at a crib, all right, we hear the babies crying in here. We know what a baby's doing there. They throw up. They poop in their diaper. Sorry, kids, it's okay to say poop in church. All right, Jesus pooped in his diaper. He needed it changed. He threw up. He needed to be fed. Like, this is real human history. And this is now Jesus as an adult we see here in Mark chapter 4. He's exhausted. He's asleep And yet it's unsettling. And sometimes Jesus being fully God, as he is, Emmanuel, God with us, but also fully human. That's unnerving for us. It's unsettling for us. And like his followers, they ask a great question. I think if we're honest with ourselves, aren't many of us asking this question? Do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus, there's a storm going on. There are storms all over the world right now. There are wars, Israel and Palestine, numbers that we can't even fathom in the thousands. It's like the fifth place in that just continues to add to how many people, children, innocent people, young people, and some of us know people actually, losing their lives. There's all, like, a war has just become the backdrop of our, of our lives. We kind of tune it out. But then many of us, there's chaos. There's war in our homes, in our workplaces, with our own bodies. Our bodies are breaking down. With our hearts, Scott mentioned earlier, thank you, Scott and Susan, for sharing, mentioned mental illness. That's a reality of the world. Many in this room, many of our loved ones, with mental illness, with battles. The world is not the way it's supposed to be. It's chaotic, and like Jesus' friends here, I think God actually rejoices when we're honest enough to say, don't you care? We're perishing. Do you care? And look what Jesus does in verse 39. He awoke and rebuked the wind and said, to the sea, peace, be still. That word peace, by the way, is not like, you know, hippy-dippy, like just, oh, peace, you know, everything's copacetic or whatever. It's, it's, it's shalom. That's a Hebrew, the Hebrew word for the, the world the way it should be. It's comprehensive peace. It's everything is as it ought to be. Can you even imagine a world like that? A marriage like that? A body like that, health like that, friendships like that, a job like that, that's just perfect. It's the way it should be. Jesus, with his word, says, peace be still. And look what happened. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. It listened to him. That is authority. Only God can do that. In Genesis chapter 1 and 2, how did God create the world? With his words, God said, let there be light. And what was there? Light. God said, let there be ocean and sea and and land and let it be divided. And what happened? 
There was land. There was sea. God said, and it was. Okay, I don't know about you, but I have almost no authority with my words. <laughs> All right? I have a dog. Some of you who go to Redemption know you've heard about Sherman. And uh, he doesn't listen to me. I have no authority with my words. Right? I, 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 I try to command traffic from my car. Nobody listens. No one's doing what I'm saying, you know, we should do. And much less, if you have a dysfunctional relationship with like Alexa or Siri or any of those kind of things, try having a stutter, all right? It is a, uh, it is a battle for me constantly. Nothing, none of those things listen to me. My kids are cracking up. I just ask them for help sometimes too. I'm like, can you have it play d this song? Because it's just punking me right now. But Jesus has the authority with his words to, to say, and it was. And when he says there, it's actually more, more accurately, he put a muzzle on the storm. He said, shut your mouth, and it stopped. That's authority. That's the kind of authority Jesus has. But his message is one of rebuke to the storms of the world, but it's also one of comfort for his followers, his friends, who are experiencing chaos, peace, be still. Jesus comes bringing a ministry, a message of peace, of shalom, of the world the way it's supposed to be. Again, what are the storms of the world right now that we're facing? Just think about them for a minute. I, even as I see here, I see people in here who are first responders, firefighters, police officers, people in the military I met this morning who are just kind of traveling through or coming home for the holidays, right? Whether you're an educator, you're in the medical field, whatever it is, you, 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 you can be thinking of storms, chaos. How about in your life? Your relationship with God, your relationship with yourself, with your physical body, your, your mental body, your relationship with others, maybe a spouse, an ex-spouse, a family member, children, parents, your relationship with the world, right? It's not the way it should be. It's hard. It's difficult, right? You only have to drive on the roads in Tucson to know that like even the created world is messy, is broken, is not smooth, is chaotic. And Jesus' message is peace, be still. We need Jesus' peace. And I want to say his message is not, though in this case he calms the storm and it stops. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he heals illness. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he heals the longing for a spouse, a loved one, a reconciled relationship, the longing for a family, the longing for you fill in the blank. Sometimes he does it the way we ask. He's a good father. He delights to do that, Jesus says. But sometimes he doesn't do it the way we ask or the way we hope or the way we expect. And his message the message this Christmas is that through faith in Jesus, by following him, you can experience peace even when there's chaos. 
even when the outcome isn't yet the way it should be. Jesus' message, he will endure chaos. He will hang on a cross, as we're going to sing in a moment, a song from a, from a manger to a tomb. He, he will go and hang on a cross. He will experience brokenness. He will experience unreconciled relationship. But he rose from the dead, and he ascended to the right hand of God the Father, and he promised that he will one day return and once and for all make all things new. Every storm, physical, emotional, mental, relational, societal, will be dealt with, will be made right. And Jesus' invitation is to look to Him, to put our hope in Him, and to find peace, to find reconciliation, knowing that one day it will be made right. But until that day, let me encourage you that Jesus invites us to trust in Him, to have the chaos of our lives informed by the peace of Christ, which surpasses our understanding. So now in a moment, I'm going to pray. I'm going to actually invite the worship team to go ahead and make your way back up here, and um, we're going to respond to Heather. And I just again want to say, if, you're, if you, we would love to follow up with you. If this is this thing I'm saying, talk to whoever invited you to come uh, reach out to us again, fill out one of those cards in the back or at the Connect desk. Well, we would love to follow up more with you about what it means to have a life informed and defined by the peace of Christ and the authority and the goodness of Christ. So now, um, church, will you actually stand with me as I pray? And again, we prepare now to, to, to sing and respond to this good news and the message of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time that we get to hear of who you are and what you've done. Thank you for choosing to enter into our world as a baby. Lord, thank you for being born, for being conceived by the Holy Spirit and then born of a virgin woman. Again, that doesn't make sense to us, but you are far greater than we can even imagine. You created the world with your words. And then you lived as a teenage boy. You went through adolescence. You went through all kinds of things. You entered into and lived a life in this chaotic world. And then you lived perfectly. You healed. You calmed storms with your words. And then you so graciously took on all the chaos, all the death, all the punishment for our rebellion against God. You took it on yourself and then you rose from the dead victoriously. And now you're inviting us to respond in relationship, in trust, in hope, in your good news. So I pray that you will now lead us in this response, in this choir, joining with the angelic choir of heaven, singing the good news of Jesus. In his name we pray, amen.